Welcome in everyone and thank you for listening to the 104th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts Cameron Albert alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today Kyle? I'm great today Cameron. How are you? I'm doing really well. You want to elaborate? What was that look you just gave me? Uh, I was just happy that the uh, AC turned off right oh, yeah, when you started talking. That was perfect timing. Yeah. If it'll stay off for the whole episode, that'd be great. Absolutely. Um, Cam, we're in like no man's land of uh, of the sports universe, aren't we? Well, <laughs> we were supposed to have basketball, but the NBA playoffs are being postponed. Currently boycotted. So uh, we'll no, see how no, that plays out. No postseason football at the moment. Uh, no college football for a little while. Yeah. No what? <laughs> postseason <laughs> no football. No postseason football. Did I really say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you mean to say? Uh, right, you're talking about soccer? Postseason. No, I meant to say preseason. Preseason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gosh, man. No postseason soccer or preseason football americano. All this. Yeah. All, all of this abstinence from sports is messing with my brain <laughs> it'll do that clearly yeah yeah that's a that's a condition um yeah uh what have you been up to working been very busy at work the last couple of weeks with uh i work at a at a college so we have been extremely busy with classes starting last week so uh but i guess that's a good thing yeah but well conzo martin has been busy Yes, he has. Since we last spoke, he secured not one, but two commitments for the basketball team. So we will talk about that. Uh, but first, let me remind everybody to subscribe to us on YouTube, if you don't mind. We're putting all of these episodes up there. And uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please make sure you're subscribed because we can see that like 25% of people that listen to us on Apple Podcasts aren't actually subscribed to us. Mm. So if you could subscribe, that'd be very helpful. Um, other than that, we do have a little bit of news to talk about uh, football related news. Mizzou quarterback commit Tyler Macon picked up a fourth star according to, was it Rivals? Yes. So we knew that was coming based on his Elite 11 performance and just because he's really good. Yeah, uh, Missouri's t- 21 class is looking very promising. And, I mean, not that this really changes anything because we already, we already knew that it looked promising, but uh, it's getting the respect from some of the national analysts and stuff, which is never a bad thing. And uh, there were a few uh, interesting quotes that came out of uh, Eli Drinkwitz's um, most recent press conference. Um, you said that he was really high on the defensive secondary. Yeah, we've been hearing a lot of good things this fall camp from the cornerbacks. I think there's going to be a lot of competition um, for who gets a lot of those snaps this year. Um, honestly, you know, well, we lost DeMarcus AC. We lost... Um, Other players also. Uh, Christian Holmes yes. to transfer. So uh, two players who were getting a majority of the snaps last year, but we returned Jarvis Ware. Um, we returned Adam Sparks. Um Stacy Brown's more of a safety, but um, I, I would not be surprised to see Ennis Rakestraw probably even get some some snaps. So there is uh, a lot of capable players, and it seems like it's been a little while since we've really had a pretty dependable uh, backfield and, and uh, safety and cornerback room. So that would be really exciting to see. 
Yeah, and the safeties are going to be a strong suit. We knew that yeah. uh, coming in. Uh, anything else football-related before we jump into these basketball commits? That's it. So we talked uh, three episodes ago, episode 101. Go back and take a look if you want. Uh, we recapped the uh, players that Mizzou is still interested in for the 2021 class, and we took a quick look ahead at the 2022 class. And we we said that we thought Caleb Brown was going to end up at Missouri. And this past week, he decided to make it official. And that was kind of a surprise that it happened so soon uh, with his offer list. And we can say this something uh, similar about Sean Dura-Gordon, who we'll get to in a minute. But uh, Caleb Brown seemed like he could maybe benefit from playing out a senior year and seeing what other offers came along, especially if he was uh, interested at all in staying home in the state of Alabama. Yeah, his, his father has made a few comments like, you know, don't assume that, uh, you know, Caleb's going to go to Mizzou just because Kobe's there. And, you know, I think I even read an interview recently where uh, a month ago he was really leaning towards some other schools. And I don't know if I really buy that. I kind of feel like <clears throat> Caleb just was destined to go to Mizzou from the very get go. And I mean, I think that like what you just said supports that, that he's ready to make that commitment. He's ready to uh, to to claim that's where he's going. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about Kobe Brown having a really strong start at Mizzou. He, he had a good freshman season, got a lot of playing time. Um, you can really see a path to more playing time and more development. Seems like the kind of guy that would like Konzo's um, coaching style. So it was just kind of a, a no-brainer that, that Caleb was going to end up at Mizzou, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I, we basically said as much uh, a few weeks ago when we, when we broke down the full uh, prospect list. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm – I'm pretty excited to get him on board. Um, he, I think he'll obviously be more of a developmental prospect. He's not even ranked on any of the recruiting sites. I mean, I don't think he even contributes to Missouri's class score on 24-7 right now. Yeah, not at the moment. So um, maybe a diamond in the rough situation a few years from now, hopefully. Uh, but he has, without the recruiting rankings or the any any of the hype, he has what you're looking for in a guard in 2020, especially what Conzo Martin's looking for. Um, kind of a hard-nosed defender, a guy that can defend multiple positions, uh, big guard. And uh, he's kind of where Kobe Brown's kind of in between a wing and a forward, you know, more of a power forward. Yeah, Kobe's a little bit taller. I think he's yeah. got two or three inches on his brother. Uh, Caleb's more of that in between a wing and a guard yeah uh, between a wing and a ball handling guard yeah if you watch uh videos of of caleb he looks very similar to kobe mm-hmm. i mean just you can tell they're obviously brothers yeah but um yeah they do actually have a little bit of, of different style when, when they play and uh, exactly like you said caleb he plays point guard for his high school team he really he plays like he's six foot tall and you know he can really move pretty well he, he he's an excellent passer has a great court vision you know he still has some work to do on his on his shot i would say um but but he really does possess very strong like guard guard like skills and yeah. you know he, he's young and so he's going to have a lot of time to develop but he you know he doesn't probably look college ready with his his body doesn't look college ready at the moment but i think he'll get there and you know i probably could have said the same thing for kobe too whenever he first came in and i think he made a lot of progress in the weight room and all that stuff whenever in his first year so yeah kobe was definitely a little bit further along um as far as his body being college ready. But I was just thinking that those two probably would make a really 
tough two-on-two duo uh, with their size and uh, uh, quickness for their size. And uh, if if Caleb is matched up against a more traditional guard, even at the college level, I could see him if he has a little bit more polished shot when he's actually, uh, you know, has the green light to take shots. Just being able to shoot over smaller guards at the college level will be uh, a pretty good asset. Yeah. All right. In a game of two on two, you and me versus Caleb and Kobe Brown are playing to ten. Do we get to one <laughs> uh, or two? Maybe. Are we, uh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> if they were really locked in and playing solid defense, if it's, I mean, it would be like back up a few steps behind the three-point line and just heave it, I think. Exactly. If we're playing uh, make it, take it, and they have the ball first, I'm not sure we ever get the ball. <laughs> no, uh, most certainly not. I mean, we would just have to hope that they miss shots. Yeah. But I don't know how we score. Well, I'd, yeah. That's not a very pretty, not a very pretty picture. Maybe a few years ago when you and I were slightly more athletic than we are today. <laughs> yeah, the last few years have, have not been great for my uh, physical development. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you're, we're supposed to be entering our athletic prime right oh, now. Oh, that's true, yeah. If we were in the NFL, you know, we'd be, you know, we're getting ready for a peak season and be coming off of fantasy draft boards. We'd like, be going into our third contract. We'd be making that big money. <laughs> And in some alternate universe, maybe that's happening. <laughs> All right, let's get back on topic here. Uh, yeah, Caleb Brown. Anything else you want to say about him? Uh, not really. I mean, just like you said, developmental prospect. It's going to be several years before we really see if he's going to um, contribute. But I, I think that day will come. It mm-hmm. just may take a while. Yep. All right. Then just today, right, mm-hmm. we got news <laughs> Of a commitment from Sean Duragordon. He is a three-star wing from New York, New York. And he chose Missouri over a final seven of Arizona State, Auburn, Georgia, Seton Hall, and VCU. And uh, I think originally he announced that he was going to make a decision and then moved it up, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I think he was going to announce Friday, like two days from now. Yeah. So moved it up a little bit. He is 110% committed. Always nice to have that extra little 10% yeah. boost. That extra 10% really locks it in. Absolutely. You know, when we talked about Sean Dewey Gordon uh, on our kind of recruiting roundup episode maybe three or four weeks ago, uh, we legitimately had no idea what was in store for him. He did, he hadn't named a top eight yet, so it just it happened very quickly. He, he named his top eight. And he committed within a week after that. So uh, it's moved very quickly and it's been very exciting. You know, that I feel, it feels like a really long time to where we've landed a recruit that wasn't like a no brainer, kind of like Kayla Brown mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, a, a name we've known for a little while, a name that's exciting and seems like we actually had to battle out some other schools to, uh, to land him. Yeah. Um, two other sec schools in there in auburn and georgia and uh a little bit more about sean he's a six seven forward um and he is ranked 237th in the nation and the number five player in the state of new york um the crystal ball predictions started rolling in uh for him shortly after he announced that he was making a decision soon and so that's always good when you start seeing those come in. 
And then we got the Conzo drinking coffee gif or <laughs> video on all the social media. His first like feature cast was actually for Georgia a few right. days ago. And so that was obviously like, okay. Um, but that those kind of all started flipping in the last couple of days and all good news from there. So I think we're looking at another developmental player. Um, I think that's kind of what this class is going to be though. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute, but, um, he has a really long wingspan. He's really athletic. Uh, he looks like just from looking at his shot mechanics and videos, it looks like it's a repeatable motion that can turn into, um, a consistent contributor from the three point line at the college level. Other than that, he needs to put on some weight in the weight room. Uh, he, I think to really succeed in college, he's going to have to become a dynamic offensive threat. I think he looks like a type of guy who could guard multiple positions and lead a team defensively, you know, as an upperclassman. But I don't know. I think in this class, if, if Anton Brookshire come, turns into the player offensively that we think he can be, maybe we don't need that extra scoring punch from the wing or it can come from somebody else. But I, I think we're definitely a few years out from seeing him be able to contribute offensively. Yeah, I agree that I, I feel pretty strongly that Sean's going to be able to come in and contribute right away, but not on the offensive end. Um, I think he, I mean, truly he's, I think he said six, 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 seven, but like a seven foot wingspan legitimately. Right. And you can tell when you, when you watch his films, his, his arms are very long and that I think will be very beneficial for him kind of uh, clogging the, the passing lanes and getting out on the perimeter and, and guarding shots and stuff like that. I think that he has the ability to be an elite defender. And if he really comes in and works hard, I think that he can be, he can contribute right away just defensively. Uh, yeah, his shot probably will, will need some work. That's probably not something that's going to happen immediately. Uh, but just uh, kind of like we talked about with, uh, with Kobe Brown last year when he was coming in, just somebody who can, who can guard the perimeter and, and bang around down low and get get rebounds and get putbacks and that kind of stuff. He he's clearly a guy that will be able to do that. I think from the start. Um, yeah. So uh, he and Caleb join Anton Brookshire, three traditional recruits that make up the 2021 class so far. We talked in episode 101 about uh, Yaya Kita being a more of a forward uh, slash, you know, big man uh, airing on that side of the forward position. Uh, I think that would be the perfect end to the 2021 class if he were to come along and that would still, and that's excluding um, getting in a graduate transfer or a traditional transfer or something like that. But do you think this is it for the 2021 class as far as high school will be seniors are concerned i think we'll land one more <clears throat> and i couldn't tell you who it is i think it'll probably I, tamar bates just announced on twitter just a few minutes ago that he's going to be announcing his decision soon i don't know how soon but i don't think it's going to be missouri um but you mentioned yaya kita uh tamar bates did get a crystal ball prediction to texas you are correct um zach hicks is still out there haven't really heard much about him lately but he's still a guy i think that missouri can get if they want him Maybe, though, 
he's just now been recruited over when you look at that's very possible you know they play the similar position yeah, yeah. um so yeah I, I think that missouri will probably bring in four freshmen and then their other two and maybe three scholarships if xavier penson leaves early um will probably be with traditional transfers or grad transfers do you think uh, i don't know do you think they're looking do you think they would take another wing in this class or do you think they are definitely looking big man post centric i think they would because if you look at who they've recruited it's all those like kind of yeah forward wing tweener type sized players so i definitely think they would love to land another yeah, long sh- athletic wing yeah surely they're not offering dura gordon zach hicks legend geeter among others only to to know that they're only going to take one of those guys yeah. i think they'd love to get another similar player to sean dura gordon all right so now um I've seen on Twitter, you know, uh, we talked about again uh, in episode 101, just kind of the way that Mizzou basketball recruiting has been going over the past year or so and how it has been pretty bleak at times. Now with three commitments for the 2021 class, where are you at? I mean, this is very, this is quite a bit different from where we were three weeks ago when we talked about it. Now, you know, having pretty close to a complete class obviously uh, we would expect them to sprinkle in a transfer of some kind as well as maybe in another traditional uh, high school player so does this change for you at all kind of where your head was at three weeks ago when we talked about it uh not really um you know i still don't think that we've necessarily you know landed any like true difference makers um definitely we've we've maybe started to build that road towards a, a an attitude change from me and maybe from the fan base. Um, I definitely think the fan base was excited about landing Sean today. I think that was a, a definitely a pick-me-up that we needed, um, but probably we're going to need some more things to fall our way to really um, have our perception change, and, and that may not be able to change in, until we see actual wins on, on the basketball court. And if we're if we're able to, to have a good season and, and you know, kind of – maybe have the the recruiting class land a couple more members i think that's when you'll really see um attitudes change but um you know this is kind of an all or nothing season um you know we have a lot of leadership a lot of talent on this team things didn't go great last year but i think we have the players to have a good season and make the tournament it kind of has to happen this year and because if you think about all the talent we're losing after this season it's not pleasant to think about and the competition in the sec is not slowing down that's exactly right and a lot and like you said a lot of our our recruiting uh, a lot of the the prospects coming in this year will probably be on the more developmental side if you will Mm -hmm. so it's not like we have a bunch of like instant starters coming in to replace the talent that's leaving so you know i definitely am am not like thinking that everything's going to be all sunshine and rainbows from here um but was this a a good step in that direction sure yeah i think the problem for me is we're looking at a lot of players with potential and i still think of these three anton brookshire has the most potential uh, to lead a team or be a star at the college level and i guess what i keep coming back to is previous recruits just not getting it done and the de- the development hasn't been there where you know i don't look at this recruiting class and go okay yeah I can model that after a previous recruiting class that we've seen develop over a few years and be successful. 
Now I know Kanzo's only in his third season, but because of that first year was the Porter brothers and Cassius Robertson. And, and I kind of always lump Jordan Barnett in there too, because obviously he had been at Mizzou already, but it was like those four guys were going to make that team. Yeah. And they all were gone more or less in, yeah. in very different <clears throat> ways in unexpected ways. They were all gone after that first season. And so the only, I mean, we've seen Jeremiah Tillman develop and it has not been what we really wanted out of that after three seasons. We've seen Mark Smith. You can kind of put him into that, you know, if we can basically just imagine that he had been at Mizzou three seasons. Yeah. And would we be super excited about what we've seen so far? Maybe, probably not. Yeah. The the, so, the staff's like track record with development so far has not does not exactly instill confidence. But they how ha- they also haven't necessarily been going for that yet. Yeah. I mean, I but and there's still time to see that work in Torrance Watson, Javon Pickett, and maybe we are starting to see that more in Xavier Pinson. But at this point, Pinson seems like the outlier not what we can depend on seeing for years to come for sure i i whenever i think of uh sean duver gordon he reminds me so much of a player that conzo martin had at tennessee uh his name is jordan mcrae and almost of almost the identical body type um, like six six with like a seven foot wingspan and jordan mcrae ended up being like an all sec player by the time he left his senior year and he ended up getting drafted but, you know, he was not, I don't think, a super big-time recruit coming out of high school and took some time to develop. And that I feel like that would be a wonderful thing for Sean Dewar-Gordon to, to kind of model his, his career into is just being an elite defender and just being a winner and helping his team uh, win games and doing whatever is asked of him. He, he probably won't ever be that guy that scores 20 a game or anything like that, but um, you, never, you never really know. I, th- I think that I can see a path that that Sean becomes a, an elite player in the SEC um, just with his athletic ability and his body. I, I think there's a lot of room to, to grow into um, into his body. So a long time to go, yeah. As, yeah. I, as I classically <laughs> and very on-brand thing for me to say, but um, truly he I, there is a very long time to go. Yeah, and – when I think of when I try to project out, obviously we've talked about this being kind of a make or break year for Conzo on the court. We, I kind of hoped that there would be something going on in recruiting that would make us think, well, even if the on court success is still isn't quite where we want it to be, you know, maybe we run it back and win 18 games and just miss the NCAA bubble. Um, maybe there'd be something going on in recruiting to look forward to and think, well, you know, add these players into the mix and develop these players the right way. But it's just such a, it's a stretch right now that if, if this upcoming season doesn't yield an NCAA tournament appearance, I can't project out a starting lineup that makes the NCAA tournament for three seasons yeah it's it's a dark dark hole potentially if we don't if we don't make the ncaa tournament this year 
I agree. It may not be a while. It may be a while is what I meant to say. Yeah. And we'll, and it needs to be done in a way where we're seeing significant contributions from young players. Right. I mean, we're going to need to see Kobe Brown and, uh, you know, Javon Pickett, Torrance Watson kind of take that next step so that we can see, yes, they're ready to be the guys that could bring them back here the next year. Yeah. There truly is like a lot riding on Kobe Brown. He's kind of the, I don't know. He's yeah. kind of the, the, dirt, the he's going to have to be the journeyman a little bit. Well, and, and, but Trey Jackson should have been there with him. I agree. And then between the two of them, I think it's not as big of an ask and yeah, yeah I think it would have been okay. Obviously that's not how it turned out. And we'll see, you know, yeah. obviously Trey Jackson moved on to Seton Hall where he'll probably be pretty successful. If Conzo lands uh, Tamar Bates somehow, then yeah, you got my attention. I think yeah. uh, I think that that is probably about the only realistic thing that could happen before the season where I'm like, okay, um, things, you know, I, I've changed my mind. But until then, I think I just really need to see the on-court performance change. Yeah, Jordan Wilmore coming in and, you know, scoring 10 points per game and grabbing eight rebounds per game, that would change my mind too. I agree. <laughs> something like that happening during the season that would truly like, be that would be remarkable i would i would be ecstatic yeah. if, if we were able to if they truly pulled a diamond out of the rough there yeah if if he was somehow some kind of instant contributor yeah. i just see i do not see it just for the record but yeah. uh if that did happen I, w- I would be ecstatic yeah it's all gonna be up to uh Drew Smith and, and uh, Xavier Penson i'm afraid yeah i think you're exactly right i'm which not I, afraid which i believe in yeah. those guys i really do and I'm I'm super happy that they're on my team for sure, but um, we're gonna need a little bit more from from some other guys I think. Yeah. Well, Kyle, was there any other news? Any other any anything else basketball related? We can make this a short episode. <laughs> I think it's gonna be pretty quick. Producer Cameron will be happy. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have some more some some more nuggets from from fall camp next week to talk about. Um, and we'll schedule out our our real uh, season previews and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're going to be in September next time we record. So yep. starting to really get close. Hopefully, we actually have some college football to watch this year. Yep. All right, everyone. Uh, short episode. Get that watch time up there for us. That percentage watch time. This is not. This is not a big ask. So. All right, everybody. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on twitter and instagram at mizzou sports pod and you can email us if you like you can do it and our email address is you got it i don't remember missouri or mizzou sports pod or podcast i don't know missouri (laughs) missouri sports pod there you go producer cameron thank you very much have a good night Thank you, thank you everyone for listening. MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. We will see you next week.